joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I have a really intriguing show for you today. If you've ever been curious about uh, Reiki um, and the methodology behind that and the benefits and all the yummy goodness, then this is a show you definitely want to stay tuned. And I'm going to suggest right now that you get something to write with, a piece of paper, a pen, get your favorite beverage, whether it's a cup of tea, coffee, glass of wine, water, um, whatever you like to have when you relax. And take a few minutes and just find a spot where you can sit and relax and listen to the show and absorb all the good information um, that we're going to be talking about when it comes to Reiki. Now, Reiki has been around for a long time, but in the U.S., it hasn't been known very much, um, and the benefits are tremendous. And it's just this, this beautiful this beautiful healing modality um, that needs to be shared with the world and get expanded out um, to everyone. I think everyone should practice Reiki. But before we get into the guests and all of that, I want to make sure you're all comfortable and situated and settled so that you can have complete attention on this show and my phenomenal guest that is with us today. Also, before we get started, I want to thank the sponsors of the show, Blissful Living for You, and you can check out blissfullivingforyou.com, as well as All Day Cable Incorporated. All Day Cable Incorporated is a telecommunications installation company located in the heart of Silicon Valley, and they've been in business for one in 30 years, and what they do is they install voice data, fiber optic, network distribution systems, as well as wireless access points, anything that has to do with the way we communicate and telecommunicate. They're, they are definitely your go-to for that. They have longevity, and um, they really enjoy what they do. Obviously, they've been doing it very successfully for 30 years. So if you are in need for telecommunication services or you know someone that might be in need of it, whether they want to update, you know, pull out, change, reconfigure, whatever it is, then you want to definitely check out or give them a call, All Day Cable, at um, alldaycableinc.com. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest, and hopefully you're all situated and you're ready to absorb this wonderful information about this wonderful healing modality. My guest today, let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, this is a quote that I'm going to read. To me, being a Reiki master is not a profession as much as a path she followed. During a tarot card reading in 2009, she was invited to consider becoming a Reiki practitioner, and it had a resonance that rang true for her. Now, as a wife and a mother and just a natural caregiver, a giver of love, support, and a giver um, of herself, she thought, hmm, this might be intriguing. Now, following her path and becoming a Reiki master has allowed her to continue to give the love and support to many in need of healing. And now Reiki is a method of bringing to light your inner joy, a way to calm and relax you, and a way to alleviate physical pain. 
And the way um, that this is done is with love, compassion, and acceptance in a sacred space in her home um, where there's no judgment ever passed. Reiki, Reiki treatments are used for those suffering from both physical or emotional um, challenges. And basically, um, she's going to, I'm going to let the guest explain more about how it works and what it is and all of that good stuff um, and more about what she does with regards to her Reiki healing. Now, today's guest is Amy Coffin, and she is a Reiki master. And my first experience with Reiki was um, maybe about 15, maybe 17 years ago when I needed to do some continuing education uh, to keep my nursing license renewed, to keep my continuing education units up to renew my license. And I thought, oh, Reiki sounds interesting. And I took the class, and it was a class specifically for nurses, and I fell in love with Reiki and became a Reiki practitioner and used it in my clinical practice, on myself, on my animals, on anybody that would let me um, dive into sharing Reiki with them. But um, it's a really wonderful, wonderful way to heal the body physically and the mind emotionally and just keep all that good, positive energy and light flowing through us. But I'm going to let our guest, Amy Kaufman, share more about the beautiful healing modality of Reiki. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, and it's always um, a pleasure to talk to people that um, kind of roll in my circle, so to speak. I'm, you know, the holistic girl and like to do everything holistic. And so um, being able to speak to a Reiki master is even more exciting for me because I love Reiki and I've seen the wonderful things that it can have, you know, profound effects it can have on people. But I want you to share, like, first of all, how did, um, you know, you, you were having a tarot card reading. How did it kind of Reiki come up with regards to your reading? It was really interesting. It was a time in my life where I was kind of not in between jobs. My children were really little. And, you know, I was having a great time being a mom and being there for them, but realizing that I don't want to just be a mom. I don't want to just make lunches and dinner and clean the house. There's got to be something more for me out there. So I went for a tarot reading, and um, and the woman was talking to me, and then all of a sudden she looks at me and she said, you want to be a Reiki practitioner? And I never heard of the word, never in my life. And I said, yeah, and I just went with it. I just went with a gut feeling, and she said, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. And it really literally took off from there. She just picked up that I wanted to heal. I wanted to help people. And like you had said, being a natural giver, it just flowed naturally for me. And she was introducing me to a friend of hers who was a Reiki master, and I began studying with her, and, and that's how it happened. It was just the right time in my life. So prior to that, you had never heard of Reiki before. I never had. I was. I had my own healer at one time in my life, way back in my 20s, 
And But I was always drawn to people that were healers, um, yoga, things that had a spiritual connection. I'd always been drawn to that ever since I was younger. Um, like you had said, I followed a path. And it really just led me to where I am from the time that I was a kid. I felt like when I was younger I had experiences that made sense as I got older. Like, for instance, I would have visions but visions where, you know, you see that light speeding by in the corner of your eye and flash here and there. And I never feared those things, but I embraced those things. And as I got older, I started also practicing yoga, which is another pathway, I feel, to opening up your crown chakra and all your chakras. And then throughout my life, people have always just been comfortable opening up to me, sharing their problems. And at one point, I had even gone to see a medium who described me as being, and I put it in quotes, safe harbor. So as a Reiki practitioner, it's important that people feel safe with you. So all of these things kind of connected together. Wow, isn't that interesting how things come into your life in different time periods? And at the moment you're coming into your life, they don't necessarily make sense. But when quote-unquote, the puzzle of the piece, the pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. come together, then it's like, oh, okay, I know why I was doing this, or I know why I was led to meet this person, or I know why I have such an interest in this area. And it was all meant to come together so that you can serve, you know, and step exactly. into your purpose on your path. And it's, that always trips me out. So yep, um, it's really it's, cool to hear hear your yeah, story. Yeah, it's so true. Like, like you said, it's pieces of a puzzle that come together when they're supposed to. Right, exactly. And you couldn't, it's like you couldn't have forced it prior to it happening, you know, it's just when all the pieces fit and they came together to make this beautiful picture for you to keep going, you know, as I say, as you travel down your path to bliss, then um, the timing is always right and divine. And so here we are talking to you and you're a Reiki master. Now, can you share with the listeners exactly what is Reiki? Because I know there's a lot of misnomers and all kind of interesting things that people may have heard or believe about Reiki, but can you share exactly what is Reiki? It's really just a, it is a Japanese method of healing is what it is. It stemmed, it came from Japan and it's a, a way of healing using your hands over a client. So some people touch, some people don't. It's interesting because the ones who don't, you just have your hands like hovering over a client and they feel the energy from that. My preferred method is to touch. I like to, I'm very touchy-feely anyway, so it's just a natural thing for me to put my hands on somebody's shoulders or somebody's heart center. And just by doing that, the energy begins to flow. So that's really what Reiki is. It's, a, it's an energy transfer in plain language. But even then, I understand what you mean when people say they don't get it because they still don't get it. <laughs> I really right. feel like people need to experience it because once they do, then they're like, oh, so that's what it is. It's almost like a light bulb going off. Right. Well, in essence, it is that, like, energy flowing, right? The yeah. energy <laughs> Begins to flow, and that's, and that's all the little light bulbs and the cells go off. Or they right, <laughs> a whole oh cell, a whole body buzzing away. Exactly, like you know, oh, this feels so good. So it's really cool. So now you said that it originated in um, Japan, mm-hmm. and was there a specific 
incidents or something that occurred um, or, how, you know, with regards to how does someone discover this beautiful healing energy of Reiki? Was it by accident? Was it intentional? Was it a download? Do you, can you share information about that? Um, you know, it's passed down from person to person, and it's called a lineage. So right. the lineage is passed down to different people, and my teacher passed it down to me. So it's all, you know, passed down from person to person. Are there different types of lineage within the Reiki discipline itself, or is it just one specific no. lineage that has branched out to, you know, many, yeah. many people? Yeah, and I think that's what it is. But there are different kinds of Reiki. Like for myself, I'm certified in Asui Reiki and Karuna Reiki. And they're, you know, they're both Reiki. They both use different kinds of symbols. What I found with the Karuna, it enhances the Asui Reiki. But whatever Mm. it is, it's still, you know, Reiki, which means it's still energy, it's still healing. So whether whatever kind you use, it doesn't really matter. The intention is there and the healing energy is there. And that was just something for myself that I wanted to take further because once I was studying, I thought, okay, I'll try another type. And I haven't done any other kind of Reiki other than that, and that's what I use all the time. Now, I want also for you, for the listeners' sake, to differentiate between a Reiki practitioner such as someone like myself and a Reiki master. Can you just share with the list? I want I want them to be, have so much information about this mm-hmm. that they go out and seek, you know, they're so curious that they go out and seek somebody to, you know, perform Reiki on them. Um, I want them to have that much information where it's just bubbling and those who it's meant, meant for at that moment in time or cannot not go find a Reiki, you know, a Reiki, someone that practices Reiki. So can you share... Um, the difference between, a, or first of all, just share what is a practitioner, and then we'll share what is a master. Well, they're really the same thing, but the thing, the difference is, I guess, it's the levels. Reiki begins with Reiki level one. There's level two. There's level three, and then there's master. So when you're studying to become a practitioner, you're given a certain amount of information because, honestly, it's overload. You could not go for a weekend course from a Saturday being just, you know, plain old Rochelle, and then Sunday night you're a Reiki master. It takes practice. It takes, um, you know, work to do this. You're also, symbols are also initiated into your body so that you're handed the symbols um, metaphorically. You know, they're not symbols, tangible symbols. They're placed inside your body, you know, drawn on you and um, by the master. So there are some that are given to you on Reiki level one, then so on and so forth, to two, to three, and to master. And it's also all about working with people. So you're continually doing this. So it does take quite some time to reach that level. But anybody can do it. I mean, you can begin. But if anybody's going to tell you, then that's what I think what you're talking about, is being careful of whoever's out there saying that, you know, this great weekend course, 9 to 5, Saturday and Sunday, and by the end of the weekend you're a Reiki master. That's just not going to happen. It's not something that you can go in and be like, 
you know, a neophyte, know nothing, and then you do the two Sunday, Saturday, and Sunday classes, and you come out in your master's. Not like that. It, it takes work. It takes discipline. It takes mm-hmm. um, experience, and it takes being able to accept the wisdom and the knowledge at each level and know and be confident and comfortable with that um, before you proceed on. It's like when I started, when I first became a nurse, you know, you're yeah. always nervous and, and anxious and stuff. And, of course, I went straight into the emergency department. And so the first time I had to start an IV was like, oh, my gosh, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, my God, you, you, you know, you can't get it, you know. You know, lo and behold, now it's like I've been doing it so long, it's just second nature. I can find a vein exactly. there's no vein. I can find a vein on a dead person. I'm, I would say <laughs> I'm a master IV starter now, but I've had a uh-huh. lot of years, you know, of practice uh, of that. And it's kind of the same thing with Reiki. You just can't take a weekend course to become a master. It takes a lot of work and discipline and practice and experience and all that kind of stuff that helps to build a solid foundation so that you can proceed in healing and helping people. So um, now that we've given the listeners, you know, some information about what Reiki is, the difference between a practitioner and a master, and and correct me if I'm wrong, a Mm -hmm. master is actually the one that educates people into becoming practitioners. Is that correct? Yes, because you would want to go with the highest level person who is going to teach you. So absolutely, you know, why would you go with somebody who knows less or equal amounts? So this way that person is much more, um, has more knowledge, you know, more experience, and that's what you want to look for when you're looking for a teacher. So we've got all this kind of somewhat know behind the scenes stuff with regards to what Reiki is, the difference between a practitioner and a master. Now I want you to share with the listeners um, what type of person or what type of individual um, would would Reiki be good for? For me, anybody, honestly. um, Men and women, you know, both... Uh, men and women come to me, adults and teens, and that's been a new market. I hate to call it a market, but these days, um, so many teens are stressed and anxious. I have never seen so much anxiety um, prevalent in a group of people, and whether it's social media or, I mean, social media, the news likes to blame social media, but, you know, it's pressure, tests, they do a million things, and I notice that um, there are a lot of anxious teens, and they come to me, um, that anxiety could easily be alleviated during a Reiki session or probably a series of Reiki sessions. So um, young, old, it doesn't matter. Everybody has stress. Everybody deals with emotional issues. Um, Rich or poor, we all have things going on in our lives. And Reiki across the board can help everybody. I agree. I I think it's um, wonderful. It's interesting to hear that uh, teenagers and things, younger people are benefiting from the discipline and practice of Reiki due to them having anxiety and stress. I mean, being a teenager is stressful enough. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And then, yeah, then you throw in all kinds of other things into the mix, and it's a tough time. 
it is a very tough time. So it's wonderful to have something like this that doesn't require medicating your child exactly. um, to the point where they're numb um, uh-huh. and they can't really function like a normal individual or their normal self um, because they're on medication. So it's, it's a great thing. I know me growing up, I'm from a whole different generation and era. We didn't have social media. And I, I remember being a teenager, and it was stressful enough just, you know, with the wall telephone, right, trying to trying to jockey for time to talk on the telephone that was right. plugged into the wall. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, with this now um, instant gratification society that we live in and the Internet and the social media and all the pressure, you know, these, these kids, and not just kids, grown people, old people, all kind of people see on social media and think, oh, my God, I got, you know, there, there's this, there's this subliminal type of energy going on that I've got to keep up, I've got to do, so-and-so feel better than me. And, it's you know, it's just that moment in time on that picture that people tend to forget that that's just a snapshot of a person's life. Everybody forgets that. Right? You're you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. It it makes social media, it makes everybody's life look beautiful. And I have heard so many times you'll see a couple and then, oh, did you know they were getting divorced? Because everybody puts up their great front so what it does for everybody else, your stress level is going up. Mm-hmm. And kids, it's way worse because they just can't seem to filter that out. Right, right, right. So it's great that as you parents out there that may be listening to this, you may really want to um, explore these these possibilities with Reiki. Again, it doesn't require any pharmaceuticals. And I'm a huge anti-pharmaceutical. I think we are over-medicating our society and we've been doing it for, I've been a nurse for 30 years and we've been doing it way before, um, you know, this, before I became a nurse, but I've seen, I've seen the very good, the very bad and the super ugly that's gone on with the pharmaceutical industries and the medicating of children, but not just children, our society in general. And Mm -hmm. so when you have something like this that doesn't require medication, there are no side effects. It's just the side effect is you feel related, good, beautiful, healthy, stress-free. Who would not want to dive into that or share that experience with their child that might be having some you know, some challenges with regards to whatever's going on in, in their life. So uh-huh. Reiki, Reiki, Reiki. I'm I'm <laughs> highly, highly excited about it. So so now, um do you deal so in your particular practice, mm-hmm. do you deal with um people that actually have more physical pain or is there a balance between people you you help with physical pain as well as emotional pain or again the stressed out, overwhelmed super trying to keep up with everything syndrome, or is it a balance between those three? I think it really is a balance. Um, Sometimes people will come to me for emotional issues, and then all of a sudden they'll be on their table, and it's like, yeah, my shoulder's been hurting. (laughs) So because (laughs) part of the emotional pain is the stress, right? So emotional problems cause stress. Stress causes physical pain. So it's like one big circle, you know, it's one big right. giant problem. But when you're on my table and my hands are on you, I will get to that emotional cleansing. And then when a person will tell me, you know, my shoulder hurts, do you have some low back pain, I'll concentrate on that area. And I've had, um, like, for example, I had this woman who has hip pain, 
and she really was having trouble walking and even started compensating on her other leg, walking funny. And after mm-hmm. a couple of sessions, she said she had no hip pain. She was able to take long walks, which she hadn't done in months. So, you know, and it's not a cure-all. She is coming back, but it really, really works. I mean, it really takes away physical pain, which is amazing. And when you think about yeah. it, the energy and the heat, it really, it, it does help. You know, I'll have people say, wow, I couldn't move my neck before. I feel so much better. So not only are you cleared emotionally, your physical issue is gone. And, yeah, I'm, I'm so all for Reiki because it does so many wonderful, wonderful things. It really, really helps. I think, um, you know, you made a really good point with regards to the, the two people you described, you know, that had physical pain mm-hmm. um, and they went through a session and, the one lady that was having the hip pain that was compensating, you know, and began walking a little out of her normal gait, so to speak, um, right. was able to do something that she hadn't been, been able to do in a long time. And, again, I'm bringing this point, and I'm going to keep emphasizing this point to the listeners, but, again, she was able to do that without any medication, without yeah. any pain medication, because believe me, prior to her coming to Amy, she probably was taking anti-inflammatories and pain medication to help circumvent the discomfort she was having, but it wasn't working. And here she comes to Amy, and Amy, you know, does her Reiki on on this person, and without any medications, this lady eventually begins to be able to take these walks and have, you know, no pain, and not having to suffer from the side effects of um, any medication. So I'm emphasizing that point, and I'm going to emphasize it, and and when we get to the end of the show, I'll I'll tell the listeners why, but um, I think it's really important for all of us to pay attention to um, things like this because sometimes, and most of the times I would say, medicine is not the cure-all. It's a Band-Aid. It's a symptomatic fix, but it never yes. gets to the essence or the root of the problem. And here you have a beautiful modality, Reiki, that Amy practices that can help with those kind of challenges and not leave you with other residual effects that's not really necessarily good for your mind and your body. So, um, again, you know, just wonderful to hear um, about these people that have had these issues that have come to you and, and, it, and it's worked. So now I know there are people out there probably pondering, like, okay, you talked about laying people on a table. Mm-hmm. Most people associate being laid on the table, one, they're going into surgery. Right. <laughs> Two, <laughs> right? Two, they're um, at a doctor's office, particularly as women getting a lot gynecological exam or, you know, at a doctor's office laying on the table for some type of examination. Uh Or three, they get on the table to get a massage. So I kind of like want to delve into the third part because um, with regards to laying on the table Uh and you placing, so to speak, because you like to to touch. So you're placing your hands on the individual Share with the listeners, and I don't want you to go into specific details because I know, you know, how it is with regards to Reiki and the knowledge and the wisdom behind it, but it's not like a massage. You're not laying on your hands on people like a massage, correct? Mm-hmm. Exactly, because I, I had um, a client and he wanted, well, he he never became a client because he just didn't understand what I was talking about. 
and I was trying to describe it, and he said, do you do deep tissue? And I finally just said, I don't think I'm the girl for you, <laughs> because he just, he wasn't getting what I was talking about at all, and, you know, that's what people say, oh, so it's like massage, and I say, no, it's nothing like massage. I say it's an emotional massage, if you want to call it that at all. So I will describe what I do when the person is on the table. I usually begin with the, on their head, and so my hands will be placed on their head, and I can feel energy right away. Um, actually, about an hour ago, I had a client here, and when I was working on her um, on her head, she was funny. She said, you know, I felt it down my leg because your energy, again, you're all energy. So when I'm touching you, the energy begins to move and it just knows where to go. And what they say about Reiki is that Reiki knows exactly where to go, where your body needs healing, whether it is emotional or whether it is physical. But I do start at the top of your head, to your neck, around your heart center, around your core, your core is your inner strength, your self-esteem area, even down all the way to your feet. And in this time, sometimes people fall asleep, sometimes they see color, but they definitely feel movement all over their body. Isn't that amazing? Because I know that most people come in that are expecting you to quote-unquote, as you place your hands on them to feel some kind of touch or massage or some kind of something. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that expectation has them thinking like, okay, and then all of a sudden those are the same type of people that will be like, oh, I'm not going to get She's not going to do She's not doing anything. Those are the same type of people that get so deeply relaxed and fall out, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, they disappear. And I I will say, (laughs) you went somewhere. I'm like, oh, my God, I was was out or I've seen – I love when I'm working on someone and their feet twitch or their arms twitch or their hand twitches when they're, like, out of it. But they'll also be in that weird state of, um, like, in and out, you know. Like, it's called a hypnagogic state where you're not really sleeping but you're not really awake. And some people do just fall asleep. They're so relaxed. And for those people who have issues um, with sleep, which was a lot of us, Nothing is better than a Reiki session to help you get to sleep. It sounds, I mean, it, if you have not experienced it, again, I'm counting it, you know, find a Reiki practitioner in your area and just go for a session or go have a conversation with that person because you're going to be amazed at the experience. It's not like anything you've ever experienced. It kind of reminds me of um a therapy that's done in Ayurveda called Shiradhara, which mm-hmm. is, um, you know, it's an amazing, very amazing experience. But every time I would do that on someone, when I begin with doing it and they're new to it, they have, you know, everybody has these expectations or what they think is going to happen. And after the, the Shiradhara session is over, they like, Oh my God, I feel amazing. They don't actually don't even want to leave. They cannot just sit here and stay. And, oh and yeah, that's like, the hardest part I think of uh, being a client during a Reiki session. No one ever wants to move <laughs> because you feel so amazing. It's almost mm-hmm. like you have not felt that amazing in years, and so um, it's a really deep, profound experience. And I laugh when you said that. You know, you work on an incline and the energy, you saw her, you know, feet twitching. I think sometimes we forget that we're um, full of energy and we're 
have all these meridian claims going on within us. We are our own electrical powerhouse. You know, yes. when you think of the, the power station being the brain and all the nerves and stuff, that, that's all electricity. That's all electrical con- conductivity. So it would make sense that as Amy is working on someone performing Reiki on them, that wherever there's a blockage in, quote, their energy system, that um, once that blockage is released, it's going to move to different areas where there might be blockages. And those, as those get released, you can she can feel it and see it transcend throughout the body. And the person receiving that treatment can also feel it, whether they're in that twilight state of ecstasy yeah. or they're completely out. So it's, that's, it's really cool. Again, you all out there listening, you have got to check it out. So I want to ask Amy a bunch more questions because I want you all to leave with a wealth of information. You know, Blissful Living is all about helping us to build and sustain wellness, and our wellness is our greatest asset. And so if you can do something that's going to help you to feel healthy and well without taking pharmaceuticals or having surgeries or anything of that nature, then I say go for it, and Reiki is one of those things. Now, with regards to um, a Reiki session, mm-hmm. Typically, how long do they last? Do you have a specific set time, um, or do they last as long as you, you know, have, do as long as you get from within you that you've given and you've cleared enough of the person's blockages and you've got their energy flowing, or is it just um, is it defined or basically undefined time period when it comes to a Reiki session? It's defined because some people have, you know, more issues than others. So for some people, you could be there for three weeks. So they would have to come back. But I offer sessions that are an hour in length, a half hour, or 45 minutes. Um, I have this one client who says she started off with a half hour because she said she's itchy and, and she can't sit still for an hour. It's too long. So I began and... The half hour is over, and then she said, can, can you do 15 more? So for her, <laughs> 45 minutes, yeah, she couldn't get up. So for her, right. yeah, it's 45 minutes. She likes a 45-minute session. And some people, because of, you know, financial constraints, they will take a half-hour session, and some people just go for the hour. Um, but... It's not to say that a half hour you're not getting anything. It's just a shorter session, but you are still getting my treatment. I don't shorten my, you know, energy because you're getting 30 minutes. And sometimes it is a time constraint. They just don't have the time to sit with me for a full hour. But you do have to come back, um, depending on what's going on in your life, depending on the issues that you're dealing with. I find that um, it's good to come back either every week or every two weeks until things settle down. And then I like people to come back once a month for what I call a tune-up because we all need that. We all need that, you know, um, like I said, just a tune-up. Um, when you're out of crisis mode, it's wonderful, but you want to make sure that you're continuing on a great path for yourself. So once a right. month, just, you know, like an ideal thing. You want to take care of your body. That's what it does. 
Most definitely. Now, with regards to your sessions, whether it's 30 minutes, 45, or 60, can a person come in and say at a 30, I guess what I'm thinking about is, Mm Can you work on, say, a person says, I have this specific issue, I only want to, only want you to work on my upper body? Oh, or yeah. If, mm-hmm. Okay. Or because you know how some, some disciplines of things, you know, it's like, well, no, I can't just work on that specific area because if I work on that area, I've got to, it's going to spread to other areas and, I, and I'm going to need to take care of those. So it's, it's just a matter of what that individual is looking for when they come to you and the conversation that you have with them to determine what's best for them at that moment in time. And then as, I guess, they continue with their, you know, weekly treatments or every two-week treatments, once they're out of crisis mode, mm-hmm. then um, they they go into tune-up mode, so to speak, or keeping the car running efficiently. Right, and, right. Right, right, okay. So, but I do still do, you know, pretty much the same. I mean, I'll still start at the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. I'll just, you know, do a shorter session because for me it is important. I might concentrate more on one spot. Like let's say you do have that shoulder pain or knee pain. I'll spend a little longer time there, but I do like to reach each part of the body. Wow, that's nice. That's nice. So, dear listeners, um, it's, it's really up to you, basically, with regards to what type of Reiki treatment you receive and, you know, what you need at that moment in time. And you can work with your practitioner or your master and set up something that works both uh, physically, mentally, emotionally balancing for you as well as financially balancing for you so that you can, you know, receive the benefits of it. It doesn't have to be expensive, but it will be one of the best investments that you make with when it comes to your health and well-being. So, again, really, um, if you can't tell by now um, <laughs> that I really like Reiki and I'm really into it, you know, then I'm telling you right now, I really like Reiki and I'm really into it, and I think that you would enjoy it. Too. I know um, there are some people that, um, I want to say in the religious text, and I'm, I'm not really sure exactly what it is because I've never experienced it myself, but I, I'm thinking it's something somewhat similar where they mm-hmm. do um, something called laying of ha- laying their hands, you know, laying, yes. off, laying of the hands. And I've had people when I was um, having my uh, own clinical practice Ask me if it was similar, and I had to kind of think about it and say, well, yeah, it kind of is, but right. it, it's different, you know. So, again, um, I'm just going to let Amy share her wisdom with regards to that. Yeah, I agree with you. It is a laying on of hands. I mean, I've heard it referred to that way. It has no religious connotation, though, whatsoever. Um I don't, you know, talk religion during this. It's just, it's this Japanese method. That's all it is for me. Um, But it is a laying on of hands if you prefer. Um, And that's my preferred method. And I find that people like that better as well. Um, But as far as, I just wanted to say what you were talking about before, taking care of yourself. If you have anxiety and somebody offers you a Reiki session, and that anxiety could be alleviated, or you go to a doctor and he gives you a pill, I just, you know, what would you prefer? It's whatever method you would prefer, and I think the problem is people like this quick fix. But in the long run, it's not really a quick fix because we need to learn how to regulate ourselves as well. So, I, you know, personally, I think Reiki is the way to go. Yeah, I agree. 
um, here's my take on the whole quick fix thing. There's no, nothing to quick fix. No. If you didn't get quickly liked the way you are, it was it happened over a period of time. So therefore, you have to allow a period of time to recorrect and rebalance that which is in an imbalanced state within you. And I think in our society, we're so used to going to the doctor to get that quick fix. You got right. a headache, you take a Tylenol or Motrin or something like that. But, you know, okay, what caused the headache to begin with? If you can mm-hmm. get to that, then you wouldn't need the Tylenol, Motrin, or whatever that's actually more detrimental to other aspects of your body and your health and well-being. So it's a wonderful way to um, stay holistic and stay natural within the natural healing arena. Um, and it can be a quick fix so to speak, for that moment in time that can transcend over a period, a long period of time if you follow the guidance of your Reiki practitioner or Reiki master when it comes to your therapeutic treatments. And I want to lead into, because I know you do some things, some wonderful things um, in the group, the U Factor Tribe that we have on Facebook. And so I want to share with um, the listeners, we've been talking about Reiki and I want Amy to share her wisdom because this is another thing that I'm super, super into. Been doing it probably since I was a kid, and I haven't been a kid for quite a quite a long while. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> even though in my mind, I think I still am. Exactly in your mind, me too. <laughs> in my mind, right? Um, but it's the meditation. How? First of all. Mm-hmm. You, you you share some beautiful things in the U Factor Tribe on Facebook. And so with regards to the guided meditations and the ebb and, ebb and flow of the whole energetic realm of Reiki, can you share with the listeners, for one, how did you get into the guided medica- meditations and how do you incorporate that or do you incorporate that with regards to your Reiki practice? Okay, um, well, it's interesting. I became a guided meditation leader really by accident. Um, I was working at a yoga studio some years ago as the Reiki practitioner there, but then, of course, Reiki wasn't as understood and it wasn't as popular, and people really weren't coming in. So, of course, the owner of the yoga studio was kind of freaking out, and she was (laughs) like, well, what else can you do? And I, I just looked at her. I said, I don't know. And she said, well, can you do guided meditations? And I had been to enough guided meditations from my Reiki master. A lot of times that's how we would start our circle. The um, Reiki master would begin by giving us all a guided meditation. I would promptly fall asleep or disappear or go into that state, and it was amazing. So I thought, okay, well, sure, I could do guided meditations. And that's how that began. Um, I mean, to me, the healing aspects of both modalities, guided meditation and Reiki, are so closely aligned, I really had no problem leading classes. It just, you know, felt so natural to me. So that's how that began. That's that's really cool because um, yoga is the sister science of the physical aspect of Ayurveda. and. Right. um I am a certified meditation specialist, and again, I've been doing that doing meditation since I was a kid. But mm-hmm. um, kind of funny with the story about 
become a certified. Again, I needed some continuing education credits to keep my nursing license. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, oh, well, I've been already been doing this meditation stuff. Let me, right. you know, let me, like, get some education about, you know, why it feels so good when I do it and how I become, how I feel in my mind that I, you know, I transition or transform into this um, unstoppable individual, right, after I meditate. You know, nothing, right. nothing, right. you know, just I just feel just great, fabulous. And so um, and so when the class came about again by accident, I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. So I took the class, and then I went on and, and found out the hugely profound benefits to meditation and all the different ways that you can meditate um, doesn't necessarily mean transcendental meditation where you have to sit in a posture and, you know, all that. There's so many other ways that you can meditate meditate and incorporate those into your daily flow so you have this beautiful ebb and flow um it's great and so what i see when you share stuff in the U factor tribe it's like oh my gosh this is so beautiful this is so great we have really got to get these modalities out to the world and more people because they're so profoundly beneficial and you know you can do it yourself and so um what a when it comes to your practice as a Reiki practitioner, mm-hmm. do you offer uh, training or teaching or meditation classes to your, you know, clientele, or or do you just, you know, engage with them, or inter- how do you introduce, or do you introduce it to them, or is that a whole separate, you know, entity of what you do? You know, they're they're together, but they're separate. Um, I will do, although over the summer I had offered a guided meditation, well, I called it a Reiki-infused guided meditation. So Mm. that was a little bit different because at the end of the guided meditation, I went over to each person and I put, you know, some symbols and had my hands over each person for just a little bit. Normally in a guided meditation class, I won't have time to do that, but this was an intimate setting. Um, Actually, I did it in my backyard, which was beautiful, Um, in the morning, and you can hear the birds and the insects. It was just fabulous. But um, I do guided meditations at a studio in my town, and I also do them in my home. And it's just such a nice, comfortable setting. And it is different than Reiki, but, you know, the benefits are really the same. I mean, again, to bring up anxiety, that's like seems to be the number one thing for so many of us, all that stress, Mm -hmm. anxiety. And after a class, everybody's just so relaxed. And honestly, I have to tell you that I also was one of those people that, if I was doing something and something came to mind and I started something else and I would start something else and you start all these things and you don't finish anything because <laughs> while you're doing this, you're right, you're getting overwhelmed and it's ridiculous. Right. But I noticed that from me being the guided meditation leader, I am getting the benefits just as much as anybody else so that if I come up with a stressful situation or if I have to do something, I can actually do a task and finish a task, not think about the next thing, just be in the moment of where I need to be and doing what I need to do. And it has really calmed me down like it does for everybody else. You know, that that anxiety over the unknown or a situation or something you need to do, 
that's a biggie. That's really paralyzing for so many people. Um, I find that the guided meditations really are just as good as a Reiki session. Well, I don't know, different, obviously. Um, right. You know, the Reiki's one-to-one, that's, you know, that's very intense. Guided meditation classes, I would say, really, like weekly, over time, that takes a longer time because a lot of people just have a hard time sitting still. Even right. though I'm doing the work because somebody will say, well, what do I need to do? How do I do it? I say, you just sit there and I do the talking because my meditations are guided, so they're a trip. I take everybody on a journey, different journey right. every time. That's beautiful. It's it's almost like, I think with both of them modalities, it's almost like having a glass of wine mm-hmm. without having the alcohol. You know what I mean? It's just like... Without the headache. <laughs> yeah, without the headache or the dryness or the damage to your liver and everything else. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a beautiful, it's, it's beautiful. And you do, for me, I feel that way. I'm like completely relaxed and um, yeah. where I may have had all kind of things coming at me in my mind as far as, you know, energy, creative ideals, what I need to do, what I shouldn't do, what I didn't do, you know, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, it all seems to flush away and I become, and everything gets back into balance in a stimulated order for me. And right. that's, you know, in my mind with regards to meditation and it transcends down into my body, which creates a relaxed relaxate effect in my body. But then with Reiki, it's the same thing. It's my body that is experiencing all this kinetic energy that's in my mind. And again, mm-hmm. what's in your mind transcends down into your body. And so with a Reiki session, it's like, oh, my body's able to just like get back into balance and become stimulated and move forward with grace and peace and ease and pain-free and, you know, that, that elated feeling. So wonderful, wonderful modalities um, for you all to check out and try. Now, we're getting close to our time, and so I want to ask Amy a couple of more questions with regards to Reiki. Now, you lay your hands on people, and you have a specific practice in the area that you reside in, but say, what if I'm in California mm-hmm. and I'm not in your town, Right. And um, I want to experience Reiki. And because I've been listening to you today, I'm like, right. well, you know, I feel more comfortable with her, you know, but I don't know where she's at or whatever the case may be. <laughs> can you help me out? I certainly can because I do distance healing. And distance healing is just as effective. You might not be on a table, but you will be in your own home, um, sitting in your own comfortable chair. I do distance sessions via FaceTime. So I see you and you see me. Usually the person's eyes are closed. But what I do is I will talk through some of my session, and I'll say, you know, I'm starting with my hands. They're right by your head. And even that is amazing because I have worked with people in California, uh, people in Illinois. I've worked with people in North Dakota. I've worked with people in a few towns away from mine. And I've actually worked with a woman in England. And when I tell them I'm at your shoulders, it's amazing because um, I had one woman say, I feel it, my shoulders are hot. So the energy transfers. A lot of it is that intention is there, and mm-hmm. if the other person really wants to receive, they will receive that energy. So it doesn't matter if you're not in my room with me and my hands are on you on that table. 
it works just as well distance sessions. I have a woman that I'm working with now um, weekly because she's not well. She's not able to leave her house right now, and she lives one town over, but I give her distance sessions, and also she has problems walking, and every time after a session, she says her legs feel so much better and she's able to move much more freely. So wow. that, to me, is incredible. And it, it's amazing how it works distance-wise as well. Wow. So there you have it, everyone. There's no reason for you not to connect with a Reiki practitioner. None. You know, one may not be no in excuse. your <laughs> Or there's, there's absolutely no reason. Or if you want to connect with Amy and get some of her um, healing on you, then, Amy, how would someone get in contact with you? Well, you can email me at amy at amykaufman.co. It's not com, it's dot co. Or you can check out my website because I'm sure people will still have questions. And I describe um, Reiki on my website. It's um, HTTPS, that dot dot, little slash, amykaufman.co. So my email is amy at amykaufman.co, and my website is amykaufman.co. So there you have it, everyone. There's no reason for you not to get in touch with either Amy or a Reiki practitioner in your area or town, city, state, whatever, um, and just engage or I say check it out. You will be wonderfully surprised with regards to how you feel and the benefits of it and the benefits that you will experience. But there's absolutely no reason. And, again, if you want to reach out to Amy, you definitely can reach out to Amy. Her information will be on the the um, site, and her links to her um, website will be on the site as well. So I want to take this time, Amy, to just thank you for all the wonderful work that you're doing here on our planet Earth. And, you know, my belief is that um, your energy healing in one person transcends to others. And it's like that commercial way back when where, you know, they started like starts with one candle and then they light up another candle. And then pretty soon you have this whole city that's illuminated by candles and it spreads throughout the state and, you know, all of that. And I think that's what happens when we share information like this on our arena like this, that people, we keep their curiosity and we're able to heal them. And we may not know who we're healing, but we're able to at least give them information to help them heal themselves or get the kind of holistic healing that I like to share, and obviously you do too. So thank you so much for all the wonderful work you're doing. Thank you for all your wonderful things that you share in the Youth Factor Tribe. If you guys are on Facebook, you want to check out the you, it's the letter U, Factor Tribe on Facebook. Amy is in there all the time sharing wonderful words of wisdom, guidance, meditation, beautiful scenery, anything and everything that can help transition you from having a crappy day to having a fabulous day or, <laughs> hey, start you off having a fabulous day and keep you going throughout the day having fabulousness and blissfulness within your day. So thank you, Amy, so much for everything that you're doing. I truly appreciate it and I know this this information that you share today is going to help a lot of people we may not know about it but I feel the energy that we definitely obviously we've got energy going because we had 
technology issues and energy was so powerful that we but not that happens. That really does happen <laughs> with energy. It does all of a sudden lights, things, you know, right? That really does happen. Mercury retrograde, all that stuff is real. I believe it, and I think probably during that time when we we're having that catalytic amount of energy going, we were probably I would say not we, but you were probably. In the <laughs> Of disseminating some beautiful healing energy within within those who didn't even need know they needed it at the time. So exactly. thank you so much. It's just been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank and you for having you, me. You're very welcome. And I want to thank you, listeners. Please um, get in contact with Amy again. Her information will be on the um, the webpage for the show. But um, if you feel that this information was beneficial, you know somebody who has a child that's struggling, or children, or husband and wife or family or whatever that might benefit from Reiki or benefit from guided meditation or benefit from all of it, please share the show with them and just, you know, share the information that you got from the show and share Amy's information with them. You never know um, who you may help just by sharing some information. We don't always know what's going on in people's lives, particularly some of those that are closest to us. Not everyone is an open book. And so no. if you can share some information, right, with someone, you never know right. how you may change their life and, and, and change their day that actually changes their life. And, you know, like the lady that did the tarot reading for Amy. Amy didn't know she was going in there to, and going to come out, you know, later. I never even heard of the mad. word, so. Right? <laughs> so so yep. you never, ever know. And so that's what's good about this kind of stuff is we can give information and we never know whose life we may be touching, but we know we're touching someone's life for the better. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you, listeners, you. and I uh, thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You and All Day Cable Inc. And until next time, you guys, I am Michelle Marie Lofton, the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, and I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. May you go off and have a wonderful rest of your journey today. And you know what? Do something that makes you feel really really good, whether it's doing something for yourself or just sharing a smile with someone that you don't know. You never know whose life you change or whose life you may change by doing something just as simple as smiling at someone. So have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day, everyone. Take good care, and until next time, be healthy, well, and wise. And goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.